Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I always look forward to these uh, these sessions, these in-studio sessions, uh, because first of all, they're informative, educational, and at the same time, uh, we could probably save somebody's life by some of the information that you're going to hear over the next little while. Uh, to that end, we are pleased to welcome uh, three folks in studio here today uh, from Bladder Cancer Canada who are going to talk about uh, bladder cancer. We're going to talk about a fundraising walk, which is coming up very shortly in this area as well, and we'll get to that in a couple of seconds. Uh, uh, joining us is Alex Wang from uh, Bladder Cancer. Good to see you, Alex. Good to have you here today. Uh, Dr. Bill Love from Joe Brandt Hospital in Burlington, and uh, Gord Green from Bladder Cancer Canada. Gentlemen, welcome all. Good to have you here. Hi, Bill. Thank How are you? you? Thanks Do- for having Doctor, us. Doctor, let me start with you, Bill. Mm-hmm. I, uh, first of all, what are we talking about here? What is bladder cancer? Well, bladder cancer uh, obviously is a form of malignancy involving the uh, bladder. It's it's the fourth most common cancer in men, so there's a lot of it out there. A little less common in women. Uh, About 9,000 people in Canada are uh, diagnosed with it uh, annually, Uh, so it's an important disease. It's an important cause of death and unfortunately doesn't have the level of awareness that uh, it probably should, and uh, we hope to maybe start changing that a little bit today. Well, the problem, of course, with this, is the fact that it's more prevalent in men. That's, that's bad news because, let's face it, gentlemen, uh, we don't go to doctors, we don't get checkups, we don't do anything until it's usually somebody forces us to or demands that we do that sort of thing. Uh, th- th- what are we looking for, though? Because obviously you don't want to get the diagnosis too late. You want to be pre- preactive and, and, and do something preventative as opposed to just sitting there and saying, oh, wait a second, what's going on here? How often should you get checked for this? Well, the message is uh, pretty simple, Bill. If you pee red, get it checked. Uh, think to yourself if uh, your uh, uh, spouse or, or kids uh, came to you and told you that you'd uh, peed blood, what would you tell them to do? Uh, the real problem that I see uh, all too often is that uh, people assume that if the bleeding stops and the problem went away, and uh, you certainly can't assume that. So. Uh, 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 there's no other simple way to check and it's not the sort of thing that you'd screen for routinely uh, but uh, uh, by and large uh, if you get it checked in an appropriate manner after you've seen blood in your urine uh, most people will do very well. Uh, And get away from this propensity that some men have to simply say I'll just leave it for a few days I'm sure it'll go away. Uh, you've got to be, you know, re- get right on this, etc. Gord, go talk to me about your story, Gord. How, how, how this happened with you and in, in your experience. So it's, it's, it's funny because uh, Bladder Cancer Canada runs these ads, and it's a group of lemons, and there's a red lemon in the middle. And it's yeah. Like, if you see red, see your doctor. And I noticed these ads, and and um, and then uh, I was actually we were away on vacation, and had just a little bit of blood in my urine, and I thought, hmm, I, I, sh- I wonder if that if that applies in that case. So when we got home, I went. I thought I'm going to go see my doctor. So I went to see my doctor, and I was a little bit embarrassed. I said, "I saw blood once. You know, it's probably not a big deal." And he said, "Well, let's get it checked." And he sent me for an ultrasound, and um, I knew it wasn't going to be good news because an hour and a half after my ultrasound, I got a call from my doctor's office saying we need to see you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, they found a tumor in the bladder, and and, uh, and uh, they caught as part of that uh, another tumor in my kidney. So I ended up I had two kinds of cancer, but. Um, was the, it was the seeing red and, and being aware of that ad that made me go to the doctor, and I caught it very early. Did, did, did you get any sense that there was anything wrong before you saw the blood? No, no, there was no, there were no, well, I should say, I, I, I did notice a little more frequency, and I even said to my wife, you know, I, I, I used, to be able to, used to be able to drive around all afternoon without having to worry about a washroom, but I was finding it more and more, I was having to look for washrooms, and um, so that was the only other symptom I did notice. But um, it, was the, it was the blood that sort of drew my attention to it. And, if I, and seeing that ad is really what made me uh, aware that, you know, I, I better deal with this. It's, it's one of these things, Alex. I mean, 
this is a wonderful thing that this human body that we have, but it's it's there's stuff going on in there that we may not be aware of, which is one of the reasons why you you preach. Look at you should do this on a regular basis and get checked and talk to your physician about anything that you feel that might be out of the ordinary. Yeah, absolutely. I, I um, similar to Gord, I also saw the blood in my urine and immediately went to to see my doctor. And thankfully, he sent me to see a, a urologist. But that doesn't happen all the time. Uh, the story I'll tell you is of a uh, patient, uh, actually a worker at Mock Ford, uh, he saw the sign that we put up uh, at the dealership, and he went to see his doctor because his, his doctor initially had mi- misdiagnosed him. And uh, so when he said to the doctor, well, look, it says if there's blood in your urine, you should get it checked. And so finally he went to see the urologist, and sure enough, he had bladder cancer. And so every time he sees me now, he gets emotional because He's, he thinks I saved his life. I, I just put the sign up. You know? Well, that's, that's, the, that's the cause and effect. You put the sign up, and the effect was you probably, you may have saved this guy's life. That's the way it goes. Yeah. What, what causes it, doctor? Well, there's uh, a number of things that contribute to it. Uh, you could sort of uh, break them down into the things you can change and the things you can't change. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the things you can change uh, relate to the fact that um, our bladder obviously is bathed in urine and the impurities that are get filtered out and into that urine uh, coat the inside of the bladder and if they're the wrong kind of impurities, they can lead to problems. So things like uh, smoking, Uh, Certain industrial exposures, uh, some of the solvents, perhaps diesel fumes, Um, arsenic, uh, which is uh, present in uh, some uh, uh, water sources, and certainly as we uh, consume a lot more rice in this gluten-free age, uh, rice from certain sources is fairly high in arsenic. Uh, Some of the nutritional supplements uh, uh, contain uh, chemicals that uh, are probably carcinogenic, unknown to a lot of people. The things you can't change, uh, well, again, it's uh, it's a lot more common in uh, in men and than in women. Um, unfortunately, people who've uh, sometimes been treated for other types of cancer, some of the chemotherapy agents, uh, uh, people who've received radiation for other reasons, uh, radiation can cure cancer, but it can also cause cancer, as we all know. Um, and um, Certain types of uh, family conditions, uh, people who are unfortunately prone to uh, irritation, infection, uh, this sort of thing. Uh, So there's a lot of causes, uh, but at the end of the day, um, uh, you focus on the things you can change. Uh, Any any, uh, examples? Is it hereditary or is it... It's not strictly speaking hereditary. There's a number of, uh, of uh, rare uh, um, hereditary conditions that, uh, that increase your risk. But uh, by and large, it's hard to separate your heredity from your things like your diet and where you live and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so uh, just because a, a person's uh, parent might have been uh, uh, affected uh, doesn't mean they will be. Uh, as I say, the things you, you really want to do is focus on the things you can change. Uh, diet, smoking, uh, chemical exposure, these sorts of things. Now, we're all young bucks ourselves, okay, just good, <laughs> strong, handsome guys. But is, is there an age factor here? Yes. It's, um, uh, cancer is, uh, cancer of the bladder is, is a uh, condition uh, largely of adults. Uh, so 55 and over is uh, primarily who's, uh, who are affected. And again, probably reflecting the fact that uh, in that group, uh, whatever exposure led to their cancer has taken place over quite a few years. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to actually manifest itself? In other words, if, if, if something is developing there, 
uh, before, like these guys saw the, the, the blood in the urine, uh, in, in both Alex and Gord's case. Uh, but you know they didn't know anything was happening. They didn't think they saw anything happening anyway. Does it take a while for this to actually grow to the point where it becomes a problem? That's a great question, Bill. Um, mm-hmm. The truth of it is that uh, if you think about pretty much any cancer, whether it's a bladder, breast, uh, lung, uh, prostate, all the common ones, um, these cancers don't cause symptoms in their earliest stages. So uh, most cancers are festering away for uh, quite a long time before they become either detectable or apparent. And uh, so I don't know how long uh, most of these have been there, uh, but chances are that the majority of them have been there for a long time. And to be very frank, the, uh, the lucky ones are the ones uh, who see blood in their urine at an early stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unlucky ones are uh, people whose uh, cancers uh, sit there uh, unknown to them for long periods of time until they become more advanced. What's the treatment like? Is there a protocol that you have to follow? I, I'll ask you guys, both of your experiences. I'll start with you, uh, Gordon. How did, how did it happen with you, and how, what kind of treatment did you have to go through? So, so once, I, once I was diagnosed, they saw it, saw it on the ultrasound, and they, um, I went to the urologist at St. Joe's, uh, Dr. Bobby Shagan, and uh, he did a, a CT scan just to, to sort of more clearly define where the, what the tumors were. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he did what's called a turbot. So they go in um, through your urethra and they remove the tumor and then they uh, uh, analyze it. And in my case, I had a high-grade uh, bladder cancer tumor, which is the one you don't want to have. But um, So then he went in, back in and did another uh, uh, operation where he just roughed up the surface and did a mu- see if it was muscle invasive. There's two types. If it's caught early, it hasn't evaded the muscle of your bladder, Mm -hmm. and if it's caught later, then it it might be in there. So they want to make sure it's not in the muscle before they... um, So once they knew mine wasn't in the muscle, it's called BCG therapy, and um, they basically inject uh, a modified TB virus into your bladder, and the first treatment is six weeks, and they put it in there, and you come home, and you roll around for two hours to coat your bladder, and then... uh, And basically what it does is it stimulates your your white blood cells to fight... Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the TB, but also fights the, any cancer cells. And, and hopefully, I'm still going through those treatments. Um, actually, right after the show today, I'm going for a scope to see how, uh, make sure they're still working. And, um, and uh, if, if it is still working, if, if my scope is clean today, then I go back for, for another BCG round in December. Your situation, Alex, similar to that? Very similar. Uh, in my case, it was a low grade um, on the surface uh, of the bladder. And uh, similar to Gord, uh, doctor went in with a scope, looked at it, took, uh, scraped it, and um, fortunately for me, even though it came back three times, I didn't need the BCG treatment uh, because it was, it was caught so early. I remember him telling me that. And so uh, just went for regular checkups. Uh, three times it came back, three times it was removed. The last time he removed it using a laser. And uh, he basically said, look, I'm in here. Do you want me to do it now or do you want to come back? I said, no, no, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, okay. So he lasered it and that was the last time. And so I went through the three-month checkups and then six-month and then uh, yearly. And I'm 10 years now and I uh, have no no issues. But I just just wanted to add something. Um, You know, we talk about physical activity, being physically fit and so on. Yeah. In my case, uh, I had noticed uh, the blood in the urine uh, when I was in Florida, I'm a snowbird, and it was in January, February when I first noticed it. And um, I sort of procrastinated a little bit. I didn't, you know, go immediately to see the doctor when I came back. I happened to be running in a race, uh, a race, 
And it was then that all hell broke loose because literally after the race, I had to go pee so bad. I went to pee and it was pure blood, just blood, nothing, nothing more. And that scared the living daylights out of me. So I thought, I got to go see my doctor. And so I went and thank God I did. Uh, is that the typical uh, treatment for something like this? That, that's just protocol? Yeah. Um, I often uh, talk to uh, patients, and I use the example of skin cancer, which most of us are a little bit more familiar yeah, with. Sure. And for about 90% of uh, patients who are found to have bladder cancer, it, it just like a skin cancer, it's a pretty simple matter of uh, going in, usually with a scope, uh, and uh, scraping it away to get biopsies, cauterizing the base of it, and that's the end of it. Um, just like skin cancer, though, it's important to be aware that just because I got rid of that one doesn't mean you're not going to get another one somewhere else. And uh, so uh, routine checkups is very important uh, because um, about half of patients who get one will get others. And fortunately for most of that group, it really is just a simple matter of going in and, uh, and dealing with them as they arise. Unfortunately, there's... there's uh, about 10% of people who show up with bladder cancer uh, who are much less fortunate. Uh, there are two factors that make a cancer of any kind dangerous, but certainly bladder cancer. Uh, number one, if it's uh, particularly aggressive, uh, but even more importantly than that, uh, if the tumor has gone below the surface of the bladder and invaded the muscle, because once a cancer is into the muscle area, uh, the muscle has a very uh, rich supply of blood vessels and what are called lymphatics, and that's the highway out. Uh, that's how cancer cells uh, find their way to other parts of the body. So the critical thing is to find them before they invade the muscle. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, a, a high-grade tumor, such as uh, uh, Gord described in his case, uh, you know, bad actors behave badly. And, and so that uh, Gord had a much more aggressive uh, form of therapy uh, because he presented a higher risk of muscle invasion. Alex, on the other hand, had a much less aggressive, and uh, for that reason, it didn't call for the same kind of aggressive therapy. Got a few minutes left here. I want to talk about the walk. It's coming up in just a couple of weeks, uh, the uh, 21st, right? Mm -hmm. 20, yeah, 21st, and it's at the uh, Confederation Park, Willow Cove Pavilion. And uh, registration opens at 10 a.m. The walk is, will start at, at about 11. Um, if people want to sign up, they can go to BCC Walk 2019. If you type that in, it'll take you to our, to our Hamilton Walk site. And um, we're, we're hoping to get, um, we'd like to get a lot of people out there. Uh, we've, been, we've had some support. We, um, Chorus Entertainment has been running some yep. PSAs for us. We really appreciate that. Uh, Tim Hortons is going to be providing some refreshments. And um, Allegra Print has given us some signage, and I want to say thank you for that. And the Thai Cats were really helpful. They, they had mm -hmm. let us set up a booth at their Labor Day Classic, and we, we raised a lot of money towards the walk. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. yeah. Listen, this is important stuff because obviously you know, the, the governments aren't throwing money at research uh, mm -hmm. foundations much anymore. Uh, so it, they really do rely on, on the public to do this sort of thing. And, uh, and obviously there's an educational component, which is why I'm glad you guys could come in today to talk about this. Uh, but, but it takes money to do these sorts of things, and it takes money, obviously, for treatment. But the other element to this, too, that I know we've only got about a minute left to, that both of you can attest to are the support services for families and people that are dealing with this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's any time we've talked about people that receive a cancer diagnosis, whether it's bladder cancer or anything else, uh, it's it can be devastating news, obviously. And it's uh, it's it's life 
life-shattering uh, in some cases, and certainly life-altering. Uh, and you need those organizations and those support services, people that have been there, done that, and gone through that, and be able to help you to answer questions and, and to be able to offer support when you need it. That's an important part of it, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Alex, Alex is the ambassador in Hamilton, runs support groups every month, and uh, it's invaluable for people who are going newly diagnosed especially. It's a scary time. Yeah, it's well, especially sorry. It's ahead. especially um, uh, good for uh, first-time patients, who you know typically your mind goes numb when your doctor says you have cancer, and you walk out of there and you get a gazillion questions. And so the support group is a great way to get some of those questions answered and so on. Just one other thing I wanted to uh, mention about the walk that's really important. The walk generates 65% of the total funds that Bladder Cancer Canada gets. So if we don't have a good walk and we don't generate a lot of money at the walk, we're in deep trouble. So we really want to get the word out and get people to come and donate and and walk. You can check it out at walk at bladdercancercanada.org if you want to get more details. Gentlemen, thanks again for coming in today. And uh, continue good luck to all of you. Thank you, you, Bill. Thanks very much. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.